Hello, sci-fi fans. This is Denise Okuda from Star Trek. This is Michael Okuda, graphic designer from Star Trek. And you're listening to Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. If you like what we're serving here at the Sci-Fi Diner, feel free to leave us a tip at patreon.com backslash sci-fi, spelled the right way, and by Audible. Get a free audiobook when you sign up today, audibletrial.com backslash sci-fi diner. Engage. Science fiction is an existential metaphor that allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, where we serve up interviews, news, and our view on the world of science fiction. Come, grab a chair, and enjoy the conversations. I think we've got an unexpected guest. Rose, where we're going, we don't need Rose. Yes, who's coming to be Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Hertzside. Good evening. I'm Miles B. McLaughlin. Hey, it's Dave Sellers. And uh, we are here tonight to talk about, well, I guess to kind of look back at this past year, pick out maybe some of our top five moments, but also to look forward and to think about what we're looking forward to this coming year. So this will be released right at the beginning of the new year, so it's a good time to kind of uh, share those sorts of sentiments and... Uh, and these are extremely personal, and so uh, you may have your own top five moments this past year or things that you're looking forward to this year. We would always love to hear them, and you can always send them to us through email, sci-fi-diner-podcast at gmail.com, or just message us on Facebook or Twitter, and we would be loving to hear your thoughts on these sorts of things. So, yeah, so it's, I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be a good discussion, I think. Uh, this should be fun. Yep, and... uh uh, a special shout out to um, our uh, Star Wars people who are in Lancaster raising money for charity this week. Yes, the, the Rebel Cause uh, get together. Yeah, so they always do a good job of raising money for Water Street Rescue Mission and other people, uh, other charities in this area. And I unfortunately was not able to make it, but this year, but um, but they do do good work. So a special shout out to them as we get started here. So good, good group of guys. Yeah, definitely good group of guys. So Dave. How was Christmas for you, man? How, uh, what you know? What happened, geeky, for you since we last talked? Um, and maybe in line with Christmas, uh, wife got me an awesome gift. She got me the uh, the uh, retro classic NES console that Nintendo put out. It's got the thirty of the original Nintendo games on it. it it's we've been battling for the TV ever since. <laughs> but it, it's it's been a lot of fun and i've realized that uh after i don't know how many years my timing is way off uh and did you play the original console to... growing up oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah owned one and played it to death literally it broke the console worn out it's uh it was a lot of fun and then getting back to play this stuff again is just a trip so it comes preloaded and with like tons of games 30 of them yeah 30 of them which is great. Any games, that you, bro- any, any games that you wish were on it that aren't on it? Yeah, there are a few. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers Captain Skyhawk, uh, G.I. Joe Rise of Atlantis, I think it was called. Uh, Blades of Steel. That was always a fun hockey game with us. Those are the three other big ones that are on there. Those three big ones that, that you're kind of missing. Yeah. But. All right, very good, very yeah. good. And what else? My brother got me um, 
Firefly Adventures tabletop game from Gale Force 9. Oh, yeah. They had that down at uh, Shore Leave. I was eyeing it up with the Gale Force 9 crew and uh, passed on it. But he got that for me, and I'm starting to dig into it a little bit. It's it's a great one that you can play solo up to five people. So I can do it myself. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, those sounds like some good uh, geeky gifts to get over the holidays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Miles, how about you? Uh What's been going on geeky wise? Uh, what's uh, uh, what's uh, Santa bringing you geek wise? Um, I didn't get a lot of geeky presents this year, and that's fine. Um, uh, I asked for kind of stuff I thought I'd, I actually needed, um, like Star Wars underwear. Got it? Exactly. <laughs> um, no, 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 no Star Wars underwear this year, but, but but I have a birthday coming up, so so who knows? Maybe maybe yeah, for that. Maybe maybe for that, but. Um, <laughs> I got, I got a, um, I still want the Tauntaun sleeping bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Go ahead. I got a, um, a Star Trek Discovery, um, I wanted to call it com badge, but they're not communicators that they're just badges. Uh, but it's, it's the section 31 version. I think it's, it's yeah. a, a black. So that, that looks really nice. So I did get that. Um, my niece got me a matchbox. Uh, a version of uh, the USS uh, Vengeance from um, uh, Star Trek uh, Into Darkness. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I, I'm expecting a Stan Lee um, uh, tribute T-shirt. As, as soon as he passed, it seemed like a lot of sites were offering a Stan Lee tribute T-shirt. I debated whether I wanted to get one or not, but... You know, I want to show love and respect to him. So yeah, I decided to I'm gonna get one of those. So uh, it hasn't come in the mail yet, but uh, that's what, I'm gonna be getting one of those also. Nice, nice, mm-hmm. nice. Well, for myself, I can't say that I got a ton of geeky stuff. Um, I mean, I did get like an Apple TV so I can watch me geeky stuff, like the latest, like the latest version of it. That's so that was that was this yeah, so that was pretty cool, and uh, haven't played around with it too much. Although I was watching Timeless on it last night, so. Continue working our way through season two of Timeless. Uh, I did get a Kylo Ren action figure that uh, Kiefer I think got me, mm-hmm. and so that that was uh, that was pretty uh, sweet. And then I then they bought me my second copy of Rush twenty one twelve, which fits into the geek universe. Um, Rush is a huge geek band as oh, far yeah. as that stuff goes. So, um, in fact, I have Dayton Ward's. Signed copy of twenty one thirteen, which was a, supposedly the sequel to twenty one twelve. So, um, so that was probably the big geek thing. I mean, you and I went and saw Bumblebee and uh, and enjoyed it. Enjoyed it for being the uh, retro. It didn't do well at the box office, but I I, I enjoyed it. I I I liked it too. I thought, uh, and a lot of fans think so. Also, just the first. Three minutes alone, the the whole Cybertron uh, footage of all our, all the classic uh, Transformers being seen in there uh, was worth was worth the price of admission. Um, I think we, we wish it was just a little longer, but I thought the whole Bumblebee story was good. It'll be interesting to see whether this movie is a what they're calling a soft reboot or a prequel. Uh, to the Transformers. I think they want to try to get Well, over. I think it depends on on whether it actually makes money for them or not, whether it's just going to be a soft prequel or is this going to be a, 
a reboot. Like it didn't make money. If they don't make money off of it, the it chances of them rebooting. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if, right. If, if it yeah. doesn't make money, then, then we're not going to get another movie. But right. I, I hope we do. It would be nice if they yeah. may, maybe continue some more transform horror movies in this yeah. in this timeline. Yeah. If, um, and we got to see John Cena. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I think that's his first uh, sci-fi movie of any kind so yeah, far. It, 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 and I liked him. He wasn't bad. Favorite line by him was, there's a doorway in my way. Our path, mm-hmm. something like that. It's just like he walks up to this thing, and there's a doorway in my way, or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's a door in my way, something like that. I think it was uh, my 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 nephew was running around saying that all day during Christmas. There's a doorway in my way. So I thought that role played well to his strengths. Well, yeah, and I'm not sure. Someone said he was acting. <laughs> you know, he he may not he may not have been acting a whole lot, but it, but I thought that. The way he played the character was fitting. Yeah, exactly. He 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 was fine in that role. Uh, I thought the I'm the young lady who was the I guess the, the human uh, protagonist. I thought I thought I thought she did a good job too. Yeah. Um, the, the family I thought was 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 good and funny in that. Um, well, they were kind of foils. They were funny, mm-hmm. um, and you really you didn't take them seriously. Right. She was the one that was really dealing with her father's death and. Whether or not she was going to dive again and missing him, and mm-hmm. you know, a ton of different things. Like her story was really dynamic, and there were they were just kind of there as fluff characters, um, but they do play a role in the end. The, yeah, there. I mean, there's a chance for them that to redeem themselves. They're not yeah. uh, totally super, superfluous. Yeah. But I thought the, the the you know, I thought Bumblebee as a as a Volkswagen Bug. I thought that was great. Uh, we wanted to see. I think I, that's how we remember and love him. Um, and seeing the uh, the transfer, this, I mean, it was back in the '80s, so we got some good '80s music. The whole '80s, oh yeah, vibe. it was uh, it was like reliving the '80s. So mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. Yeah, and just uh, the the two Decepticons were '80s. Well, they they were triple changers. One was a they were both cars, but one was a helicopter. One was a fighter plane. Right, and um, yeah, it was I, it was a fun movie. I'm sorry, it's not doing as well as I. But maybe maybe internationally it'll pick up and uh, yeah, who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows how it'll do? Yeah, but yeah, very good, very good. All right. Well, anything else before we leap into our lists for tonight? Um, I, I think we'll kind of hit our what's going on in our sci-fi world when we talk about our lists. So yeah, that, probably, that'll, probably that'll a little bit more of that. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, <clears throat> Chrissy, we didn't mention this, but Chrissy could not be with us tonight. So we do have her list here, and she will contribute. From wherever she's at tonight. Um, so unfortunately, she's not here. So we miss you, Chrissy, but she's here in spirit. Yes, she is so, definitely here in spirit. So uh, what we did is we came together and we said, what are our top five moments in Geekdom this past year? And so how do you want to do this, Miles? Do you just want to – do you want to like each share one? Do we want to like share our list and move on to the next person? Um, I thought we'd start by looking back at 2018 first and do the 2019 later. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, well, there's four of us, even though Chrissy's not with us, we have her list. Um, let's have a, we try one at a time. We can rotate it. How do you feel about that day? That works? Whatever works for you. <laughs> he doesn't care. Give him another beer. No, yeah, that's no, it. No. <laughs> All right. So, um, I don't know if these are in order, but let's start with, uh, Chrissy's. Uh, do sure. you, um, I guess we'll start with her number five. I don't know if this is fifth on her list, but so the things that she enjoyed this past year, top five things, mm-hmm. what was her number five? 
Her number five was the new uh, World of Warcraft expansion. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Chrissy is a huge World of Warcraft player, and uh, she did mention on one of the prior shows what server she plays on. So if you play WoW, you could easily uh, hook up or look to find her. And she, I think, even tells you what faction she plays, whether she's Horde or Alliance. But, but yeah, so that was her number five, one of the things that she was excited about. Mm-hmm. Um how about you, Dave? Uh, give me uh, what was number five for you this past year? Uh, that would have been the two new Star Wars movies we got. Um, I don't care what the critics say. I love them both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's debatable. I saw you put that, but it's debatable whether there were two this past year or just one, and the other one just kind of bled into this year. Because the other one came out of Christmas, right? Last year or two years ago? Oh, that did come out last Christmas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, we'll call two. Yeah, okay. I know why you're saying it, because one of the complaints yeah. about Solo was it was too close in the heels of the prior uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars. But I mean... Uh, the- well, I don't think I saw Last Jedi until 2019. Oh, uh, that so probably is probably more a- more accurate there. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'll say. That's what, yeah, <laughs> we'll stick to that. So we'll stick to that. So, uh, but definitely, you put that on your list. Good. How about you, Miles? So, my number five for 2018. Um, I'm watching the the, the superhero, the DC superhero uh, shows on, on the CW, and every year they have a um, you know a, a team up, a crossover, and this one was called Elseworlds, and I, I think this was probably the best one yet. They had uh, they they played a lot of nice homage to other superheroes. Um, the one opening scene had well, they the the actor played the Flash back in 1990. They have him playing the Flash in this. I mean, he plays the Flash's father in in uh, the Flash TV show, but they actually had him reprise his role that he that he played. Uh, almost 30 years ago. So that was wow, kind of cool. Wow, that is cool. And he's wearing... I, I love, love when they do that. Yeah, me too. I, lo- I love when they 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 embrace what happened before, and and, uh, and they did. I don't know if it's the exact same Flash costume he wore in the TV show, but it looked just like it. Um, he has a good part in it. Uh, on this earth, I mean, there's a, you see lots of dead superheroes and... Um, so, they, so they acknowledge a lot of what's going on, and then we see the... Uh, the Batwoman character in this, uh, she um, she's in the Arrowverse Earth, I guess. This, so there's talk of possibly a Batwoman uh, TV show. I might you watch that. <laughs> maybe in the future. Um, they they played homage to uh, Smallville, so they they go to soup in in this Supergirl is on a different Earth than the Flash and the and Arrow. Um, but they they've teamed up before, and so Flash and Arrow travel back to travel to that Earth. But but you see, you think you're seeing the opening of Smallville. You see the farm, the Kent farm, and they're playing the uh, that song from Remy Zero, "Somebody Save Me," just for a few seconds. Somebody save. And you're like, that's a fantastic. And so. It was very brief, but it was just like you know. Yes, we're going to show a little love to Smallville. Wow. Here. Um, so, yeah, Elseworlds on the CW. There was three parts to it, but I thought it was fantastic. That was my that's my number five for twenty. So when they when they did the crossover, it was Flash, Supergirl, Arrow. I assume. Yes. Any any other shows they were crossing, or were those the three dominant ones? Those 
just those three. Now they did bring. Um, you said they brought like Smallville and stuff like that into it too. But oh yeah, well they did, they didn't bring. Yeah, they 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 basically had. It looked like the exact same farm from Smallville, and they played that song. Um, some of the characters from um, Legends of Tomorrow were in it because the, the bad guy changes reality, and so they have to restore reality to its okay to to. And so there is, it's not quite time travel, but it kind of is. And so that's how you have uh, some characters from uh, legends in this. But um, so, yeah, it was it was. Uh, now, if I was. wanted to watch this, is this like a standalone episode or does it play into a larger mythos of what's going on in the shows that I think if you have a little bit of familiarity, you don't need to. You, I mean, if you, you don't need to you don't need to be watch all three to to enjoy this. I think you you can enjoy you, yeah, so I think it, it it will work as a standalone. Awesome. If you just have no know who the people are on on the show. Very good. For my number 5. And again, mine when I put mine and I didn't put them in any particular order. But um probably one of the most anticipated movies this past year was Avengers Infinity War for me. Um and just the the way that story played out, and to see all the superheroes that you've seen, they're like like you know Black Panther. You've seen you've seen the different other other stories that kind of played in, and so it was neat to see them all coming together, minus a few of them, um, and uh, and them trying to take on Thanos. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, Avengers: Infinity War is apparently on Netflix now. Yes, so so you can watch that. I love that movie. I mean, I just after seeing it, it I was, was a fantastic. I do want to go back and rewatch it. Mm-hmm. I, I've said this before about those movies. Somehow they find a way to give these people balance. Somehow balance the screen time between all these people. Well, yeah, and I think the other thing that I really like is, although Thanos is clearly the baddie, mm-hmm. they're they manage in this movie to evoke a sympathy. For Thanos. Oh yeah, they definitely humanized him, and and, and you, you you look at him, and yeah, you don't. Yeah, Thanos is a jerk, but well, you look at what he's trying to do, and it's just like there are these are real world problems in every you know every, going everywhere. Now I can't agree with his solution, but it's like yeah, we got to do something about yeah. this. Uh, so it wasn't like he wasn't he wasn't your. T- Mustache twirling villain who just want to do evil for evil's sake. Right. It was I will you know I will make the hard call that nobody else is willing to do. Yeah. Well, very much so. Very yeah. much so. In fact, I was talking about Avengers: Infinity War in my American Lit class because you read a poem called Thanatopsis, and Thano in Greek means death. Oh. So Thanos is a uh, death, and so to- and topsis just means a way of seeing death, and it's a poem about it. It's transcendental, and I said, "So uh, this is where they got the name Thanos from when they created Thanos. It's a it's a Greek term for death. Cool. So it was a way to kind of link that in. And suddenly, I had people perking up when we did the poem. But <laughs> I just think it's great you bring these sci-fi <laughs> properties and, and make uh, yeah. use them to, as a teaching lesson. How you do what you can here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so that is our number uh, number uh, five. Let's yep. move on to number four. And, um, I'll do, I'll take this one this time for Chrissy. Um, she apparently at one time did a space race theme party with her sister and her team didn't win, but the games were a blast. 
I'm still disappointed to get extra points for my team bringing a towel. It sounds like it was a fun time. Oh, yeah. So the towel reference is, of course, Douglas Adams, Hitchhiker's Guide. To oh, yeah. The, yeah, Galleon. So they mm-hmm. brought their towel. They were, you never travel anywhere without a towel. Um, but they didn't win. And they should have, in my opinion, with the towel. Like Absolutely. Uh, the towel is everything, right? If you want to hitch a ride, you must have a towel. Yes. So, uh, so that sounds, that's, uh, that is a great geek moment. Like, yeah. It sounds like a little bit, a bit of a fun day. Yeah. So who we do uh, next? Was it you, Miles, or was it Dave? I forget. Um, Dave, I, it's yeah, you. I think it's you, Dave. Going, yeah. uh, so oh, number, number four? Yeah, my number four was uh, Marvel Infinity Wars. Okay, so you're right there. Yeah, right, <laughs> right so, there with you. So for you, what makes this movie for you be in your top five? Like you heard from Miles and I, but for you. It, yeah. It, it, the fact that unlike, I shouldn't say unlike, but but as a little different than any of the rest of the Marvel movies that came before, this one really, at least to me, shows the the sacrifice of the good guys trying to battle something evil. And too often, I you know. I just think, and it takes a little bit of the dark turn to it, I guess, but uh, too much, uh, you, you tend to think of the superheroes as the guy who's just always standing at the top and defeating evil at the end, you know, and the good guys left standing. Well, here at the end of this one, the half of them are gone. And yeah. you really get to see the, the. But are they really, the, Dave? It, are they really? Oh, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Which really probably is going to irritate me even more. But. <laughs> But you know, it, it it just also kind of gives that whole life lesson that nothing, nothing worthwhile is ever gained without sacrifice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Miles, your number four. So my number four was um, I'm I'm enjoying that we're reviewing all the Star Trek movies together on the podcast. Um, three of us with Chrissy. Um, M did a few with us. Uh, we, we had, um, uh, Larry Nemechek, Dayton Ward, uh, some other Star Trek authors on Russ. Um, yes. And, and, um, and Joe Colton. And, um, I'm just having a good time doing that. I mean, I, I love Star Trek. I love the movies. Uh, even the movies that aren't so good, we're still having some fun just talking about them, picking them apart. And, um, we still have, uh, still have a bunch more yet. So I'm, well, I've, I've been enjoying, uh, Christy's not here, but I'm going to tutor her. I just been enjoying the psychological look that we've taken at some of them, uh, which for me being that's not my profession mm-hmm. is a, uh, is a neat look, a neat, a neat angle that we target sometimes that we kind of gloss over maybe. Well, yeah. And you think, you know, the writer probably had something in mind when, right. He, right. Or he or she, you know, you know, wrote this script. There's, there's something psychological, something psychological he was trying, he or she was trying to tell. So yeah, I'm enjoying Chrissy's uh, perspective. Yeah. So, uh, my number four comes in, um, my my number four comes right in. Uh, I guess what Dave was first, his number five was a solo a Star Wars story. It was probably was a fantastic story. Uh, I love the bonus footage that came out with the extra that that, that was a, that like the extras that they didn't include, and I wish he would have included it. Um, I love the story. It was funny. It was witty. It was engaging. It's the it's it, it brought to life all the rumors and. 
things they had toyed with in the comics uh, books for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in some of the novelizations, they brought them all to life to the screen. And, and I loved it. And yes, I know it was not a financial success and perhaps not even a critical one, but I still loved the sucker. It was great. Lando was nailed dead on. The droid was absolutely hilarious. They nailed it. They nailed the droid in that one. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, the guy that played, uh, the guy that played, uh, you know, Han Solo just channeled just enough of Harrison Ford for me. Maybe not as much as some people wanted, but it was enough for me to believe that he was Harrison Ford. So I was, I, I was in. I was in. I, I, I enjoyed Solo. I actually bought a copy on Blu-ray. I enjoyed you, you talk about the the uh, extra footage. I love the when he's getting the boot from the academy. Oh and, yeah, you know, um, you know, and they I, don't show that, and you don't understand what's going on because they kind of skip over that. And they, yeah, and I, I guess they had to because of time. But I thought it was an important scene. Um, I, I think the actor ha- who played uh, Solo had a very tough job. I mean, he had some big shoes he had to fill. And I, oh I, yes, I, it, may, it may have been a no-win uh, situation for him. But I thought he, I thought he did a good job. Isn't that a Kirk thing? No-win scenario. I'm yes. just kidding. That, that was his Kobayashi Maru. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, he had to play. He had to play. Hand- Way to cross streams there, Miles. Right? Uh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but he, I mean, but but I enjoyed his performance. Um, it's not my favorite Star Wars movie, but I, I, I enjoyed it. No, and, and I wouldn't say it was my favorite one, but I but I really liked it. Yeah, I, uh, I did. So, yeah, I, yeah, right there with you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's uh, go to our number three. Uh, Miles, do you want to read uh, Chrissy's number three? Sure. So Chrissy for 2013 for her uh, was uh, joining the podcast. Yay. And we're glad you joined the podcast. So we're, we're Chrissy, we are thankful for, you know, giving the female perspective, but also with your, your professional background. Um, we get to, you know, with, you know, with you, with your understanding the psychology, we get to, you know, Maybe you take these things apart even more. Yeah, we're just glad to have another female on the show. We are. Um, and so that's good. And uh, Chance M might be coming back. I was talking to her earlier last week. She just came through surgery. So I don't know if uh, if and when she'll be back. But um, but our thoughts and prayers are with M as she kind of continues her healing journey. So Yes. So absolutely, absolutely. So, Dave, your number uh, three. Three. All the new Star Trek we had on TV last year between Discovery and the Orville. It's just been a wonderful time. Love I love that you said new Star Trek and you put Orville in there. Great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, for some people, the Orville is very good Star Trek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perhaps better Star Trek. In some cases, yes. Kind of ways. <laughs> there, there are people that would argue that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no doubt that Discovery, when Discovery came on, it brought in a different flavor to Star Trek that, than we had really had ever experienced. I mean, we had huge sweeping story arcs, especially like in Deep Space Nine. We had some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in general, even those episodes feel very episodic in nature, whereas Discovery was clearly – a story arc. And I think, I mean, what you had with the captain, I mean, he was definitely, I mean, a different kind of captain than we've seen before. Uh, I mean, I mean, Cisco's kind of close to Lorca, but I mean, well, but, Lor- but, but Lorca was a totally different um, uh, captain. Uh, I mean, a lot of people didn't like Lorca for that. I, I, I did. Uh, but Lorca turned out to be a, you know, from the mirror universe and, uh, right. 
you know. Um, Spoilers, dude. Dude, if you haven't watched it yet, <laughs> you haven't watched it. Yet. Well, you know, it's and, been and, a year. <laughs> and here's the other thing, like, and the focus was on Michael, right? And we already we aren't even focused like on a captain. Really, this show it's, it's it's kind of on a side character, and and that sort of thing where we tend to be very singular focused on like one character and then the other characters are sort of supplemental is kind of new too because Star Trek has all been about the total cast. Although we had the captain, you might have the, like the triumphant mm-hmm. in uh, the original series. And then there were other characters that kind of hit main stage, but there was a focus on a bigger crew than there was in this one. Yeah. I, well, and, and they tried to, do, I guess not be so formulaic. And I, and I, and I think that was a good choice. Uh, maybe not have the captain be the star or the main focus, but have this um, this woman who is who is basically got defrocked and you know um, been court martialed and and she's trying to re- well you kind of redeem herself and um, trying trying to rebuild her life uh, dur- during this. So. Yeah. What's well, interesting because they they choose. I mean, they're very intentional about. It. They bring in a, a a. They bring in number one. The focus is on a woman, and it's also a minority woman. And woman of and color. So this yeah. Is, um, and so and so it does what Star Trek does well in a, in bringing in what's important to us in society right now. The, yeah, the inclusiveness. Yeah. The inclusiveness in it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but at the same time, Orville, as uh, Dave was talking about, is probably uh, for some of us more Star Trek. It feels more like like the Star Trek that we grew up with. Well, as far some of these stories they explore feel like morality plays that original series tackled and, and even TNG did. So, yeah, yeah I well, I wasn't sure when I when when the Orville came on. I thought you know with Seth MacFarlane and his sense of humor on Family Guy, like uh, what's this going to be like? And I was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah. Any other thoughts on that, Dave? We like took your ideas and ran with well, them, but so. that's great. Uh, uh, <laughs> Discovery, though, to my with the yeah, to my knowledge, they've killed off more main characters in one season than any well than any of the well, combined really, but the list with Tasha and Jed Z in two different series, well into this series when they change well. Now Tasha was season two, but it took them a while to, to switch casts around that. And then in Discovery in season one, you watch two of them in the first season. But but are they really dead? I mean, you have a mirror universe. I mean, you can draw, you can pick them back up at any time you want. Uh, uh, I don't want the no. Even their mirror counterpart of the one, um, the security officer of Discovery when they first get on board the Cylon girl. What was that? What was her? Do you remember her name on there, Miles? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the actress' name is Rekha Sharma. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yeah, I think she died in both universes in this show. She, yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, so uh, that was number three. How about you, Miles? What's your number three? My number three is um, hitting Farpoint and Shore Leave, seeing our old friends and meeting the great celebrity guests that were there this year and uh, making some new friends along the way. 
So for you, what was the biggest celebrity guest that you got to meet this past year? Um, I would say, well, at Farpoint, um, meeting Nana Visitor, um, and now I'm drawing a blank, but the Matt Fuhr, Matt Fuhr, thank you, Matt Fuhr. Uh, I, I had a fantastic interview and conversation with him. Oh yeah. Um, and shore leave, uh, you know, uh, meet, you know, meet William Shatner. The Shat was back. Mm-hmm. Uh, meeting the Akutas. Um, <laughs> uh, we got to, you know, um, meet, uh, Allison Scaliotti was there. Uh, Chase Masterson was there. Oh yeah, um, Aaron Eisenberg. Aaron Eisenberg. Um, so we, we we still have an interview with him to air. So that, just just I had, both those conventions were really fun this year. Uh, Shirley was a big deal because this was their fortieth. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that definitely was big. The the uh, the uh, discovery panel at Far Point. Uh, I was one of the co uh, co mediators. Um, uh, that was a lot of fun. That also. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Very good. Yeah, there were some good moments there. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I think the Nana Visitor was probably a big one for me, and and Dave oh, too. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, sitting down with the Okudas, that was pretty. That was pretty sweet too. Um, so if anyone wants their cell phone, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do actually have it, but I think I deleted oh. it. But 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 we had to. You know, it was just we had we had a grand old time. Grandel time at those cons. Mm-hmm. I think number three for me is I began playing Lord of the Rings Online. So it's a for those of you who don't know, it's a it's a free to play MMO, uh, massively multiplayer online game, and and I began to play this with my son a little bit and his friend and one of the friend's fathers, and um, I really do enjoy the MMO universe and the developing of it. You know, in in any ways, I know that Chrissy plays WoW. And maybe I've had a little bit more disposable income. I might find a excuse to play that uh, because I certainly do enjoy it. For the same reason, Dave probably enjoys playing Star Trek Online. Um, these are just um, these are just it's a community that makes it come alive, and perhaps immersing yourself into a world and a created character that you have. So, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm enjoying it. I, I'm I've been playing it not a, a heck of a lot. I certainly don't have any real. Li- High characters, but if any of you listening do play it, let me know and, uh, I'll see if he, I can find you online sometime. But, uh, Lord of the Rings online has been fun. I think paired with that, I began watching, they have the movie streaming on Netflix. I watched Fellowship of the Ring again. I began reading Fellowship of the Ring and Two Towers and I'm halfway through Two Towers again. And so I'm enjoying the novelizations as well as that world. So I'm just immersing myself kind of back into that world again for a little bit. So. I know you love that world. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. All right. So let's move into our number two. Do you, uh, did you read number three? So I read yes. number two. Uh, number two. So for Chrissy, her number two was seeing the actual enterprise at the National Air and Space Museum. Jealous. That was the original model they used on the original series, right? Yes. That's right. Dave, did you ever see that one? I can't remember if it was there when I was last time I was in DC or not. Yeah, I know that it, it might have been, but I cannot remember. Yeah, I knew it had to be restored. Yeah, uh, yeah. Was a big so I know I probably in the past year it's been there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you know, for someone who is growing up with Star Trek, this is a huge kind of almost like going to Mecca, the equivalent for for a, for a, for someone that's a Star Trek geek. Well, the the the, Enterpri- the Enterprise itself has always been a character on the show. So. Absolutely, yeah, so absolutely. See the model they used to make the TV series is a big deal. 
Yep, it's definitely a big deal. Okay, Dave, how about your number two? My number two is coming on to this podcast. Dude, it's been great to have you here. It's been awesome for as long or as short as is deemed by the council, but it has been a blast either way. You hear that, Miles? We're the council. Ooh, the council. (laughs) The council. (laughs) Yes. Uh, It has been truly a a, a big blast and a big blessing. It has been very nice to to come on to a show and actually talk with other adults about the things that I love. Um, most of my life, I'd never had anybody who was into those same kinds of things. And now I could relive part of my childhood as an adult. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, one of the neat things Dave has been seeing you, uh, you know, so miles and I, I don't want to say it's old hat, but we're excited to meet the celebrities, but we do it. You know, every year, you know, a few times a year we get to do it. But to have you on, like, this is like, like new, like watching you with a non visitor, like, uh, we were like picking your jaw off the floor type thing. So. <laughs> it's been fun. I could have been more what? awkward if I was 14. <laughs> yeah. Dave, just seeing your passion, enthusiasm, and getting a little starstruck. It's been great for me to see that. Yeah, yeah, Um, definitely. I'm glad. So, but I still get starstruck when I meet some of these people. Yes, absolutely. So it goes. It doesn't. It doesn't go away. No, it doesn't go away. I don't know how it would, how it could. That's that's just awesome. Yeah, Miles. How about you? What's your number two? For me, number two. um, I think this was Dave's number three. uh, Right. Basically, but Star Trek coming back to the small screen after so many years. uh, This was, I guess. 2005 Enterprise uh, wrapped up, and um, so it would have been – the planning stages was much earlier, and they were hoping to get it on the air sooner. But we didn't get it till January, February of 2018. Um, so I've been enjoying Discovery. Um, I – I think it's a, I think it's definitely a worthy member of the Star Trek universe and family. Um, I'm. I, I like yeah. You know, I know I know some of the choices for a lot of fans. They're not necessarily wowed by by it, but you know I like that they ha- basically. I thought they really gave the Klingons their their mojo and teeth in, in Discovery. Um, we've we've heard about how how fearsome. Uh, warriors the, the the Klingons were, but when we, when we see the Klingons at peace in, in next gen and moving forward, um, I don't know. They, they just to me they kind of lost it a little. This really, I mean, makes the Klingons more fearsome. I thought. Like to the warrior race, they're always kind of rumored to be. Yeah, exactly, and, and just um, they're they're a race to be feared and respected. Um, I just think some of that was lost a little um, in later series, and I thought that, that this this gave it back to them. Um, I, I think the I, I love the, I think the, I think that the show pays homage to Star Trek that came before, as far as the choices of how the ship looks. The the, the Discovery itself is was a conjectural design of the Enterprise at one time when they were. Um, Bringing Star Trek back at the time, they think about just TV, but um, but they use some. The design of of Discovery was inspired by some old uh, uh, art, artwork they used. Uh, the the phasers, 
they, they, they combined the classic look of from, from original series, but also made them look modern. Um, uh, what else? I, I think, um, um, Saru is a very interesting character. Um, you know, some Star Trek fans complain, well, we never saw his race before. Well, it's a big galaxy. I mean, we, we don't, you know, there's probably other rate, you know, it, it wouldn't be a big deal to see other races. Um, but they've also, they've brought back the Andorians. They've brought back the Tellarites. I think the makeup job, uh, that they've done on them. I, I think Star Trek is in good hands right now. I think CBS wants to get as much as they can out of it. Um, and so they're, they're really putting a lot in. They really put a lot into this first season of Discovery. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And for me, my new um, Constitution Enterprise is just kick-ass. <laughs> you know what? I'm um, sorry. Yeah, I almost shed a tear when I saw it um, at the end of season one. <laughs> you hear that, JJ? That's what the Enterprise <laughs> shouldn't Just saying. But maybe not if you want to bring it to a mass audience. That'd be the only uh, caveat. Like, you want to appeal to a greater audience, people that maybe aren't Trekkies, then maybe JJ's Enterprise is a good enterprise to bring them. Maybe. I think. I think what maybe. They, I think what they did with the Enterprise. I mean, it's it's not exactly from TOS, which doesn't bother me because you could you could kind of retcon in your head canon that they um, it, it's a, it's gone through refits, but by the time Kirk gets it, uh, but I thought. It, it looked very good on a film. They did tweak a, little, a few things on it, but it's still the Enterprise. There's no, you look at that ship. I mean, are you talking about the JJ verse? No, the the the, the, um, the one in Discovery. The one in Discovery. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Number two for me was uh, watching all of Doctor Who with my son. And when I say oh, I'm talking about when they rebooted it in 2001. Uh, my son and I have watched all the seasons up to the current, and we are current with the latest. Doctor and have thoroughly been enjoying it, minus a few episodes that might be a little bit scary. Um, but really enjoyed it. And it actually forced me to finish watching the, um, Peter Capaldi doctor because I got sidetracked in that. Mm -hmm. I think I watched part of the first season and then didn't finish it. And so when he watched it, we had to be completed. So we watched it all of them and just really enjoyed watching all the Doctor Who. And so looking forward to the one that drops on New Year's Eve. Uh, they didn't do a Christmas special this year, but they're doing a New Year's special. So. Okay. Did you watch last year's Christmas special with with uh, Capaldi? Yes. And they brought another actor to play the first Doctor. Yes. I, I haven't been watching Who, but I, th that one interests me, so I, I did watch that one. Yeah, and it was good. It, it was, was good. There was a there. Were, they played in and they tied it in retro, and I, I really enjoyed it. See, it was fun watching. Capaldi's doctor and the first doctor interact with each other. Yeah, but absolutely. It was, it was pretty, pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, so that is my number two. So, uh, looking forward to continuing my journey with who my son actually said today, he goes, now that we're caught up with who we need to start watching original series. Does it look like, <laughs> like Star Trek? Oh, okay. Star I, Trek. Like, I'm like, okay, well, we can I, make that, we can make that happen. I'm sure you know, somewhere. So the, you know what you might have, you have to, Maybe what, check, have them check out the animated series also. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Certainly. All right. So let's uh, move into our number ones. These were, uh, again, for me, not the top, but maybe for Chrissy, top number one thing that happened this year. Did you want to read Chrissy's number one? Sure. Why not? <laughs> so 
Chrissy's number one is, I guess she went to a Star Trek bachelorette party and there was a pin to kiss on Captain Kirk. I mean, who wouldn't? Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I, right. I mean, um, uh, William Shatner back in the 60s was a very handsome man. Was it Shatner or was it Chris Pine? That's what I want to know. Ooh, yes. That's that, because it, it uh, was, my guess is it, it might Chris be. Pine. She talked about that. Oh, it was Chris Pine? Yeah, That's she right. talked about it on the podcast uh, the one before. Uh, did they and, did, did yeah, they borrow was, did they borrow that the the huge cutout you have a Chris Pine from from your bedroom, Dave? Did they borrow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no no no! I have no faux Kirk in my. Uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you and I will have to have a talk about uh, the 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 JJ Trek sometime. Yes. Oh, dude, I'd love it. I, there's no reason stopping us from doing a discussion, maybe bring in um, two different authors and, uh, and and go at it and say, okay, mm-hmm. validity of the JJ verse versus uh, the original or something like that. I, 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 yes. Well, we'll eventually hit Star Trek 09. So we'll have to, we'll have to uh, see, if we can do that. see if we can do that mm-hmm. and uh, talk about its validity. So, all right, so pin the kiss on Captain Kirk. Oh, yeah. All right, Dave, it's you. You're number one. My number one this past year was getting to go to my first cons and getting to meet and interview some of my quote-unquote heroes in the sci-fi world. I had never been to one before, and not only getting to go to my first one, but getting to go with you guys and getting in on all of that, it was just Absolutely amazing. Yeah, very good. Absolutely well, amazing. Again, glad to have you there. Glad to have you there. Um, um, Miles, your number uh, one. My number one, this is for 2018, um, meeting and getting a picture of William Shatner himself. Uh, Captain Kirk was really my first superhero. Uh, one of my first memories of watching TV is watching TV with my father on a little black and white television watching classic Star Trek. That's what that's what got my foray into it. Um, uh, the meeting was brief, but it was very pleasant. I said when I got there, I know you know they're like rushing us in and out, but I had to say good morning to him, and he smiled and said good morning back. There you go. It, you know, so it's, it's <laughs> you know I guess it's a great picture of him, him and I. Um, it's kind of one you might think of seeing you know a son with his father. I mean, we're about you know eight, about that age now. <laughs> there you go. But uh, I was re- very impressed with William Shatner. That weekend, the guy's in his late 80s, but he, he moves faster than some men half his age. I mean, yeah. just getting to point, watching him with his handle getting point eight B because he's signing autographs, he's getting pictures, he gets, a, you know, he, he was a busy man that weekend. Well, and his handler said he was in a great mood that weekend. Apparently, there's he's been the handler that was with him had been a handler for Shatner five times. I said this was a good con for him this year. Oh, good. So I guess I mean it's like they're human beings, right? There's, yeah. you know, they they have their good days, bad days, and uh, apparently not every time he's been a handler, it's been a good day for Shatner. Mm-hmm. So, but it was a good year for him, and it was nice to see him there as the 40th anniversary of Shore Leave. He seemed like he was having a good time. Yeah. So that that's that's number one for me for 2018. All right, number one for me is was and again it's not in particular order, but. This year, I delved into the universe of The Expanse. Now, I'm not watching the TV show and certainly not caught up into it, but James S.A. Corey and the Leviathan Wake series, phenomenal. I read all the books up to the ones that are out. There's two more that are supposed to be out. It's a nine-book series. Um, and then I think it's going to be complete and uh, thoroughly enjoying it. 
The character development is awesome. And no, it is not, you know, one of the big universes that I sometimes read in with Star Wars and Star Trek. But I, you know, I just really do enjoy this series. So if you've never read any of James S.A. Corey, it's uh, well worth it. And, it. and it's what I would call realistic, perhaps borderline hard sci-fi. This is like the stuff that they talk about is plausible. I, I really enjoyed season one. I didn't get into season two, but I thought season one was a realistic and plausible view of what the future could be like right. in the 23rd century. Right. And so and that's kind of the way it feels. The, mm-hmm. the book feels that way. And even more so in my opinion. Mm. Even more so in my opinion. So. Yep, so these are our top five moments from the past year. So I was going through it. So, well, from that, can we draw a top five for the Sci-Fi Diner, right? And so here's what I have. Here's the top five for the Sci-Fi Diner this year. Mm-hmm. I thought that – and these, again, aren't in any particular order. But I thought that most people said something about conventions, us going to conventions with a highlight for us this past year. Are we in agreement with oh, that? Yes. Yep. Uh, yep. Star Trek to the small screen was a huge thing this past year. Mm-hmm. For most of us, yeah. um, the Star Wars solo movie got mentioned a few times. I thought I'd throw that in there as uh, as one that we uh, we liked and was important for us. And Avengers: Infinity War. And is there any other? I need one more here to make out our top five. Um, that's a good. I think Miles, Ooh. it's adding two new co-hosts to the show this year. Yes, we we did that. Dave, Dave, and Chrissy adding them on should be a number one. I, I agree. I could agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So we that definitely <laughs> is there as a number one. So that is our top five sci-fi diner moments this past year. That that works. There we go. Cool. So before we move on to 2019 and what we're looking forward to, were there things that disappointed you in the geek world this past year? Hmm. And, uh, Miles, you and I kind of brainstormed a few and I'll share one, uh, that I had is I was disappointed that Han Solo, Solo did not do better at the box office. I love the movie. No criticism in the movie. I just wanted, I wanted more people to like it than did. Yeah, I would agree with that. I can't control that, but. (laughs) I wonder if that has something to do with some people being dissatisfied uh, with The Last Jedi and that just kind of continued on yeah perhaps or maybe being too close to the uh too close in the heels to the last jedi i think i heard that complaint too some people might have felt it was too much star wars yeah but i was disappointed that solo didn't do better that would be my disappointment this I, past year. I i enjoyed solo a lot i yeah I there we go there we yeah. go yeah how about uh, you you mentioned uh pacific rim for you miles yeah i started um we watched uh, the first one, right? I watched the first one. Loved it. I, I enjoyed it. it. You know, it was you know about robots fighting big monsters from right, you know, right. I mean, who doesn't like that? Um, and that, but the second one, I, I just, it, I just didn't do anything for me. I actually stopped watching it about halfway. I just, I was like, I just like, I felt like I had to force myself to. That's never a good sign. So it's just like, yeah, wow. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I stopped watching it. Yeah. I mean, I, it was, it was on. It was on. It was on on a streaming service, so it wasn't like I was losing pay, money. I wasn't or, losing any money. I just look at that hour back of my life again. Right, right, right. So, right. Did you watch other Pacific Rim movies, Dave? No. Oh no, I think I saw the first one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I did see the first one. I never attempted the second one. 
I don't think I ever just got around to it, but now I don't think I should worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. Uh, yeah. You know, I thought another thing that maybe was not a big, that was kind of uh, a disappointment this year is Netflix had a slew of great superhero shows from Iron Fist to Daredevil to Luke Cage, mm-hmm. to Jessica Jones, and virtually all of them were canceled. Well, Jessica Jones might not be. Is that the only one that's not? They haven't announced Jessica Jones not coming back. But everything else has been canceled. Everything else, yeah. They, 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 they said they are not bringing it back on Netflix. And I do watch those shows, so I was uh, – A little bit disappointed. I was. So it's. I suspect – they're not totally canceled. I think it's just that when, when Marvel Disney has their own streaming service, that uh, they'll be back on. They'll be on their their streaming service. Yeah, yeah. Any uh, disappointments for you, Dave, this past year? Yeah, I. And I, I don't know if it'd be so much a disappointment at, for people at large, but it was certainly a disappointment for me. And I'll, I'll just blame it on probably the, the preconceived notions I might've had going into it. But when, when you go to cons like Farpoint and shore leave the smaller venued stuff as your first, your, your first experience going to a, a much, much larger unnamed for the sake of it convention here left a lot to be desired. A big Kind of a big letdown and a disappointment for that. So it was a larger con. I know which one it was. Oh, much yeah, larger, yeah, much larger yeah, con. Yeah. But, yeah, much larger con. It just, yeah, it, it the 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 p the the atmosphere wasn't as wasn't as cool as it was down with with the smaller ones. And I'm not a big one that likes waiting in lines to begin with, and that seemed to be the majority of what you did all day. <laughs> So that was probably my biggest disappointment in 2018. So you're saying that we spoiled you, Dave? Oh, you did rotten. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, that seems like a good, anything else that, uh, disappointments this past year for you guys? Um, when they, when, when I found out timeless wasn't coming back for a third season. Oh yes. Well, we 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 were told it wasn't coming back for a second season either, and then it came back. Mm-hmm. But I am sad that they, and I'm glad that they knew it well in advance to wrap it up. Yeah, they, they finally um, they had a two hour special to wrap things up. Did they? Did it wrap up officially now? Yes. Like they, they aired that episode. They aired that episode last week, and because we aren't there, my wife and I are halfway through season two. So, so. You, so I thought it was a decent wrap up. At least they had the opportunity to not leave things on a cliffhanger. Yeah. They, they, they had a couple. They had some, in, a few more adventures before um, before it's time to shut down. Yeah. yeah, I introduced my students to Timeless because we were doing cause and effect in my classroom. Like, and then as a part of that unit, I always teach a little bit about time travel as a cause and effect device. And uh, then we watched the first episode of Timeless, mm-hmm. and I had students that got into it so much they went home and like. St- power watch the entire seasons oh that's awesome so so that was cool but but all right so uh, let's look at 2019 what are we looking forward to this year and um maybe do something different let's just go straight down through the list okay and uh we'll talk about chrissy's list first and let's read it and then we'll talk about anything that kind of pops out to us or sticks out to us here um dave do you have a list in front of you yes 
Okay. Do you want to read? Yes, do. do you want? Do you want to read uh, Chrissy's top five things that she's looking forward to in 2019? Well, certainly. Starting at number five. That's not uh, how she sounds, by the way. What's that? I said that's not how she sounds, by the way. No, I know. <laughs> go ahead. Try to go for the more Casey Kasem countdown. Yeah, right, right, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yes, number five. SpaceX is set to launch its first commercial space flight. So maybe by the time I'm 50, it will be affordable and I'll be able to experience space flight. Uh, number four, the Dark Crystal sequel coming to Netflix. Number three, going to Philadelphia for a Japanese tea ceremony and art museum. More nerdy than geeky, but I love Japanese culture and art. I highly recommend the annual Japanese culture festival in the spring. Uh, number two, uh, my first con as an adult. I went to a couple when I was really young. I think they were like gaming cons. And number one, blacksmithing with my sister. I'll be making a knife. Very cool. Very cool. So that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So Chrissy's list. What do you think of it, Miles? The, the SpaceX thing is very exciting. Yeah. Uh, I, I I was you know people were upset that NASA you know stopped their space shuttle program and our space program is pretty much scaled back. I'm thinking, well, we have some rich corporations. Let 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 them send some rocket ships in space and 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 do that. So it looks like they're going to do that. Well, it's great, but I'm going to be honest. Like by the time I'm 50, which is unfortunately not too far away for me, uh, but let's say by the time I'm 60, mm-hmm. I'm not still. I'm sure. I'm not sure that I'll be able to afford a space flight. Unfortunately. Yeah, and I'm not sure if uh, physically I would be able to do it. I'm sure you still have to yeah. pass a physical test. Yeah. I have to keep running, Miles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to keep doing karate or kickboxing. Yes. So we'll, we'll do something like that. But the, well, the, the, I, I did like her number three about, um, you know, the Japanese cultural festival. That sounds like something I would probably dig. That would be a fabulous, sounds like a fabulous thing. See, I mean, us nerds, we love our science fiction, but that, 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 that nerd and geekiness transcends other things also. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's cool that she's blacksmithing. This is a very important skill yeah. to have if you got stuck back into even you know just time travel, right? You need to be able to blacksmith. You right? need to you need to have a marketable skill. And so, right, right, right. Um, if you or just, you know when there's an EMP pulse that hits the nation and we go back, we, we retro and we have to like get horseshoes made. You know, this is a skill that she. This is her second career. You know, so this Chrissy, this is a fantastic idea. Yeah, a new, nice career move for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the blacksmith. Yeah, keep it going. Keep Can't go wrong with blacksmithing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Very good. Dave, do you want to run through your top five things for the new year? Yeah. So number five is closing the next Star Trek trilogy with episode nine. That's going to really make or break, I think, the rest of it for me. <laughs> uh, number four, finishing the Avengers Infinity War saga with Endgame. Again, that's going to make or break it. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, number three, Thrawn Treason by Timothy Zahn, the third Thrawn novel. In the we knew series. there was more coming out when we talked to him, didn't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He knew, too. He had to know. He knew. He knew. <laughs> if you haven't done so, please go back and listen to our interview with the Timothy Zahn himself. But... Dude is awesome. Yeah. Uh, number two. Uh, Star Trek coming back on TV with season two of Discovery, 
Now we get a new uh, series involving Captain Picard and season two of the Orville. And coming in at number one on my list, uh, going to attend this year's cons, Farpoint and Shore Leave, and uh, getting to hang out with my fellow sci-fi friends here at the diner. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Those are all good. Those oh, absolutely. Good. I, I, yeah. I, there's going to be some commonality on my list. You know, until I'm going to be honest, I was that out of it. I didn't even know that Thrawn Treason was coming out till you mentioned it. And I should have. Oh, yeah. We just never talked about it. But, uh, I don't think I noticed it since we've been on break. Okay. Yeah. So that's awesome that it's coming out and, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. And I'm really hoping he makes an appearance in episode nine. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Thrawn. <laughs> <laughs> Dave would so that lose his shit. Dave would, Dave would, Dave would so lose his shit if Thrawn walked on the screen. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dave, I'm going to see it five times. Dave, what did you think when you, when you were at Farpoint this year and you saw, you know, there's this one or two people, two guys cosplaying as Thrawn? Oh, they did such a beautiful oh, job that- too. Well, I was talking to, to the one guy who never left Zahn's table that actually had the, the costume uh, um, plaster and stuff on his face to mold out the thing. I asked him how long it took him to do that costume up. They did it that morning. They whipped that thing together in less than a day. It, it was insanely how, how awesome that was. Uh, that, that was that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So fantastic. So uh, a lot of good things coming out. Um, what are you hoping to see in Endgame for you? What are the things that you need to see to make Endgame a fabulous movie for you? To make it absolutely fabulous to me. Um, to be absolutely honest, some major good guys staying dead. If they come out of that with everybody back alive I, I will be solely disappointed but we do have the time turner i i know we do <laughs> but that again still that this is the biggest thing the biggest battle in the marvel universe thus far that we've seen in the movies and if there's not some sort of penance or cost in fighting this that y- you've pretty much just kind of made it i don't know it, it, it loses something big with it yeah, so there's, there's not some sort of debt that we pay for this. And, right, yeah. right. Let let your hero, so a hero has to die a hero's death at some point in it. Yeah. So which heroes do you think should stay dead? Honestly, to go as far as a good character would go, Cap. Captain America? Captain America dies. Well, we we we, we, we already know that he's not from the trailer, right? That he's not. Well, he's in the next movie. We see him in there, but we don't know how the movie ends. Oh, true. So that even if he's brought back, I'm thinking like Thanos, right? Death, but he's he's in. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to see Cap and Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. Cap and Stark would be the two that that need to die. One or both of those are not dead at the end. I mean, and with Stark, it would be the complete trans- the transformation that you know, the selfish, rich, you know, playboy guy who finally comes to the point where he understands his sacrifice that he has to make to to save to save everyone else at the end. I think would be a great 
full circle kind of turn for him. Uh, it probably would. It would definitely. If they lose him, I think, I mean, I mean, I mean, the cap has been kind of like the, uh, the, uh, moral consciousness of, of the Avengers, but I, I also see Iron Man kind of evolving into that too. Yeah. Yeah. The question is, can you have the Avengers and lose the moral compass of Avengers? Mm-hmm. And just kind of who is kind of, I, I kind of see Iron Man as the leader of the Avengers. I don't know who, who would take over. For, I don't know who, who could take over that spot. Well, I think that uh, Black Panther maybe. Um, I like he, has, that, he yeah. has a strong moral compass. Uh, he, he he does, but I, I I like the idea that uh, Tony Stark kind of had to I don't know find his way, and um, um, Black Panther's always been a good guy. It seems like his right. whole life. So but that's just me. Okay, Ant Man. Ant Man, you want to see Ant Man die? Oh, you want him to take over the <laughs> no, Avengers? Yeah, the leader. Yeah. Take him. <laughs> I, I, I just don't see it. <laughs> no, 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 I don't either. No, no, no. definitely. <laughs> no, no, not not really. Uh, okay, so let's go into your the five things that you are looking forward to, Miles. So I am looking forward to the new Star Trek uh, Jean Luc Picard show uh, coming out sometime in 2019. Uh, I am looking forward to. A bunch of movies, but these are the ones I'm. I'll just pick: uh, Avengers: Endgame, X Men: Dark Phoenix, Captain Marvel, Shazam. Uh, I'm looking forward to going to Farpoint and Shore Leave this year. Uh, looking forward to meeting uh, Pinky in the Brain and Farpoint. Uh, <laughs> I love that cartoon. You take over the world. <laughs> um, uh, looking forward to continue to uh, to record the Sci-Fi Diner podcast and geek out with the both of you and Chrissy on our favorite science fiction that we enjoy. And uh, number one, I am looking forward to Star Trek Discovery season two. Uh, we get Captain Pike, we get Spock, uh, we'll get a little bit of uh, number one and the rest of the, the crew from Discovery. Uh, this, it, I mean, season season one was very good, but season two, I look, look like it's going to be absolutely incredible. Um, so that's, that's what I'm looking forward to in 2019. So the, the shorts they've been putting out is just totally wet your appetite. Oh yeah, it make. I mean, I'm happy for the shorts. I just, I okay, that's great. I want. What's next? Yeah, give me something more. So, <laughs> oh, we have one more short to look forward to in 2019. That's the one with uh, Harry Mudd, um, and then shortly thereafter, uh, we'll see yeah. the the show come back. Yeah. So, what are you looking forward to in the? I mean, other than to see Picard back mm-hmm. in Star Trek, what are you hoping that show does? I would like to know what he's been doing. For the last fifteen years or so, since the events of Nemesis, um, is he still? Is he still? Well, he's been working with the X Men. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, his 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 distant ancestor has been, um, <laughs> but uh, he he. So yeah, I'd like to know what uh, what he's doing. Did him and Doctor Crusher uh, finally uh, uh, hook up and get married? Yeah. They didn't say any of them would, but I would like to see hopefully maybe a few of the crew of the Enterprise maybe make an appearance. Um, I know it's a Picard-centric show, um, but – I can't know, see why they, they wouldn't do that. I, I would like to see some of the old gang um, back. Um, what's, what, what is Starfleet the Federation like 
now in in, in this time. Uh, right. What's what, what what has happened? What has changed? Uh, is the Enterprise E still in service? Is it now the Enterprise F that's right. now flying around? It, a lot of, I mean, what, yeah, a lot of stuff. So, a question for you: you you read a lot of the comics. Um, did they ever do an X Men Star Trek Next Generation crossover? Yes, yes they did. So they had Picard and Persephone and Xavier like in the same. Oh yes, and, and and I think one of the characters might have been Crusher said just the the resemblance between the two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, I thought I, I knew that you had read a lot of them, and I was wondering if that had happened. Is I'm trying to remember. Sure. I, it was either either Peter David or Michael Jan Friedman who who wrote that. Uh, wrote, there was a there was the comic book, and then there was the novel. I read the novel. Okay, um, so uh, one of those two uh, wrote that. Fantastic. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, oh, very good. Very good. Um, so the things that I'm looking forward to this year. So, uh, Dave, I know you mentioned it, but episode nine, I am obviously a huge Star Wars fan, as we all are. And, uh, so Star Wars episode nine, I can't wait till the first trailer drops for that. Has to be soon. I'm guessing Super Bowl we're going to get it, maybe? Hmm. Maybe not? I Hopefully, don't know. Yeah. Actually, there was rumors that we were going to get it earlier, wasn't there, like this week or last week or early week before, and nothing happened. So, And people were like saying, oh, it's a bad sign. We don't have the trailer yet, which, you know, whatever. <laughs> maybe. But but anyway, so I am looking forward to Episode Nine. Mark Hamill's going to be in it. So, yes, he's dead, but you know Star Wars well, he's characters. For, he's a he's, force ghost. He can, yeah, yeah. They can be anywhere, right? Yeah. And um even, you know, Yoda was in it. He's dead. So whatever, you know. So you get it. Um, I am definitely looking forward to Endgame. I want to see how Avengers Infinity War plays out. I do not need to see my heroes dead, unlike Dave. Um, but I do want to see how they take down Thanos. And I have my suspicions that Doctor Strange or, 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 or Ant-Man have something to do with that in that micro-universe. Uh, because somehow he got out of there. He was trapped in there, and mm-hmm. voila! Uh, and uh, the whole quantum realm thing. Was yeah. So, so the, the fact that we know that he survived from the trailer. How did he get out of the quantum realm? I want to know that. Mm. That's the biggest answer I want to know. Anything else happens, you know, whatever. But how did Ant Man get out of there when he's trapped? Just saying. Um, but. I think Doctor Strange probably has something to do with it. We'll see if I'm right. So uh, Captain Marvel, I am stoked for because, again, we're going back to the 90s, right? The 80s and the 90s that we have. Is that when this takes place? 90s? At least the 90s. At least the 90s. Because we have Blockbuster, mm-hmm. so there's going to be some good 90s references. Nick Fury has two eyes, so something happened. Full head of hair, too. Right, yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to this uh, this movie. The trailer looks awesome every time I watch it. And so I am stoked uh, about that. Um, I, too, am excited to see the first commercial space flight to see who goes on it and what sort of media hoopla comes out of it. And even though, you know, what celebrity goes on it, I could care less about the fact that it draws media attention and hypes it up just bolsters public support. And I'm all for that when we talk about space. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last thing, my son really wants to get into doing some more streaming video games online. And I'm looking forward to helping him do that. I've been looking at video cards, HDMI video cards. You can kind of stream the Switch, PlayStation, or Xbox on. 
And, uh, I want to help him do that. If he really, if he's really interested in doing that, um, I really want to help him see what he can do with that. Mm-hmm. You know, not, maybe he can support me in my old age, but I'm just kidding. Maybe not, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to helping him. So those are, that's my big uh, thing that I'm looking forward to this year. Cool. So, yeah. So very cool. Did we hit everyone's list? We hit Chrissy's list, right? And we, we, uh, we got her list. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's those are solid. Any anything else that's honorable mentions that you're looking forward to this year that we didn't mention in your top five list? I'm looking for season two of or- the Orville. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that looks like it's going to be a great season two. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, drops of my birthday, buddy. Episode one. It's <laughs> a nice birthday present. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice birthday present. So. <laughs> So December 30th. So we're saying looking forward to next year. And I said, but it drops this year. But yeah, anyways, it's technically a next year show. So, um, and, uh, I don't know if there's any other rumors or new shows coming out. Uh, looking forward to, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not aware of anything brand spanking new for next year. Yeah. I guess that's it. Yeah. Wow. I guess that's it. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. And, uh, so this is, uh, this is what we, number one, what we loved this, about this past year and some of the things that disappointed us. Um, we obviously, another disappointment or a loss, of course, is the passing of Stan Lee. Oh, yeah. Uh, we lost the voice of, uh, of how 9000, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good morning, Dave. 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 <laughs> Dave. Daisy, I can't do that, Scott. Daisy. <laughs> He's going to have a hard time sleeping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, we lost the voice. And there's been other actors that have been notable that have passed this year. But, yeah. But certainly Stan Lee perhaps was the biggest. Yeah. He, 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 he birthed that whole universe of, of, of the Avengers and Marvel Spears. No. Yeah. No. You think about it, we would not have the, all the Marvel movies that we talked about and that we're looking forward to this year without him. Mm hmm. And uh, hopefully we'll see a cameo because I'm, I'm assuming that Infinity Wars was filmed or uh, Endgame was filmed by the time he passed. Yeah, I would think they would have filmed, filmed at least they at least have his part in there. Yeah, some cameos in mm-hmm. it. So we'll see. Here's to hoping. But. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that does it. And uh, I think our next episode is the next Star Trek movie. Is that right? Why, yes. It has to be. That's mm-hmm. episode eight? Yes, that'll be ep- – uh, no, ep- that'll be Star Trek nine. nine? Yeah. Star Trek nine. Yeah. Nine. Uh, mm-hmm. So we, is this a good one or a bad one? I forget. It's a good one, <laughs> but it's not it – do- it's it's not a – It's not loved by the critics. It's it, do- it didn't do great at the box office, but I think it's still a good Star Trek movie. All right. Better than some of the ones we watched. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, definitely. All right. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, we're looking forward to it. So, and what's the name of that movie? This is a uh, Star Trek Insurrection. Insurrection. So, we would love to hear your thoughts about Insurrection and uh and also what were your top 5 things this past year? What things are you look- you looking forward to this year? You can let us know either by emailing us at the sci-fi podcast at gmail.com or by messaging us on Facebook or Twitter. And we would love to hear from you. But obviously, we'd also love to hear your thoughts about Star Trek Insurrection, what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it, what were some of your favorite moments. We would love to hear from you. Probably in about two weeks, I'm guessing, is when we're going to record next, if Mm -hmm. we're going uh, by the traditional method. So uh, second week of January, it looks like we'll be recording if it suits us. So we'll have to talk offline to see and make sure our schedules coordinate. 
But fantastic. It's been a great discussion with you guys. Oh, likewise. This was fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So good, good times. Good, good times had by all. But I think that's about it. Have a fantastic new year. And, uh, this episode will be dropping on January 1st. So we are looking forward to that. And, uh, again, have a fantastic new year. We look forward to seeing and exploring the sci-fi universe with everyone out there that are listening to us. I believe that's about it. All right. Till next time. Good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Go boldly. If you've enjoyed the conversation, the owners of this establishment would love to hear from you. Send your comments and feedback to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast at gmail.com or join our Facebook page at facebook.com slash sci-fi diner.